And hello, everybody, on Facebook Live. I'm Terrence, joined alongside my good friend Frank Martin. Say hey, Frank. Hey, Frank. Frank's a little late. I'm late. <laughs> I read a train. He did read a train. What happened? I'm coming through Walnut Ridge. All of a sudden, the train lights are flashing. I'm like, great, now it's a train. And it was a very slow-moving train. <laughs> I told you, my day's been a country song. And as the train goes by, there's all this graffiti on it. And it's, I mean, I read it. Car by car by car. I was waiting for the last car to say, you read a train. and you know, But it didn't. didn't have Conjunction, junction. What's Conjun your malfunction? <laughs> exactly. It's exactly the way I felt. I was like, oh, my goodness. I'm reading a train. My life is complete. I can so die now. I wasn't kidding when I said he was caught up by a train. See, here in Walnut Ridge, we've got, really, you can get stopped by a train in about four places, can't you? Yes. Sure can. Oh, Lord. One of the very few places left in America where you can get stopped by a train, you can catch a train. If you're not careful, you can get hit by a train. Oh, Lord. That's like a country song all over I again. told you. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> you, know, I, you know, it wasn't long ago that they didn't have the rails, the crossing guards there at that intersection. It, it had a stop sign. That's it. Oh, it Lord. hasn't been that long. You know, that's that's... You're talking about way back when. No, like <laughs> ten or fifteen years ago. No, are you stealing my paper today? I was stealing oh, your. Your he's his anxiety's kicking in. He's gonna. Uh, yeah. He's gonna have the drive over was amazing. You know, it's you can have you can hold this mug by simply Stitch Designs. They were a uh, and they're our incredible sponsor. We were playing uh, some commercial spots <clears throat> for them before uh, you got here. So yes. I, uh, I know I came out of the truck and saw that. Yeah, it's awesome. We've uh, got some new broadcast software here, so we're actually able to, uh, we've got Very our studio cool. lights set up here so you can see our bright, shining faces. I'm a little bit pasty, so I'm reflecting a lot of that light into the camera. You, you are kind of pasty. Yeah, for those those listening into Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud, Terrence please. is white. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, when, uh, he, here's the thing. I'm so pasty, I don't get very much sun because you can see, well, actually, you can't see where my sock and my leg ends and begins. It's interesting. <laughs> Uh, but but for those of you listening on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud, you can always go back and watch our live feed here on Facebook uh, through the history option. And of course, those of you watching on Facebook, um, you can like and subscribe us, subscribe to us, Faith in the Evening on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, I agree with you. I do too. But folks, we're uh, beginning our study this week on the paranormal. Uh, that's our oh, study. That's what that says. I thought yeah. it was paranormal. Par para. No, never mind. Yeah, I was wondering if this was actually a medical outfit or if you were coming I in escaped. here. <laughs> <laughs> Take my hand if you want to live. Yeah. <laughs> Get to the a, chopper. This was an episode from the Terminator. Get oh, to Lord. the chopper now. Get out of here, go. Get out of here. You can tell it's been an exciting week. We had a week off for Thanksgiving. We hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving weekend. Ate a lot of turkey, a lot of ham. Oh. I got greens, Yams. beans, potatoes, tomatoes, ham, lamb. There you go. Yeah, okay. Have you seen that video? Yeah. Oh, my Lord. That's that's the greatest remix I've ever seen in my entire life. Very well done. I mean, it, Very well done. <laughs> it was great. Uh, but here's the thing. We, we've been hinting on this as we started our series a couple of weeks ago. Uh, dabbling with evil is destructive, and seeking direction from God brings life. You know, you hear a lot of the occult, and I mean, you've, you've played with the Ouija board, I'm sure. I've, I have played with the Ouija board. I've been to seances um, and even went to some Satan rituals when I was young. And <coughs> I mean, yeah, and it's not And that good. was, that was, 
pre your born again life. BC, before Christ. Before Christ. But everyone's heard of ghost stories. In fact, among Americans, 71% claim to have had a paranormal experience and 34% believe in ghosts. 56% believe ghosts are spirits of the dead and 37% believe houses can be haunted. And here's another staggering figure. 55% believe physics, or excuse me, psychics, Psychics have real power. Physicists have real power. Lord have mercy. Psychics. Uh, you can tell it's been a long week. Even many of those who don't believe in ghosts still think it can be fun to play with the paranormal. And that's a problem because the paranormal is a slippery slope. You're not talking to you know your deceased aunt or uncle. You're not talking to <clears throat> your long lost friend. You're, you're opening a channel into which God has told you to leave shut for your protection. <clears throat> You're yes. inviting Satan and his demons to to really cause some havoc. Yeah, you can't you can't dabble in the paranormal. <clears throat> you can't. It's um, it's as it's an it's as as addictive as a drug. I mean, once you open that door, you don't know what's going to come through. It's that simple. Um, you may you may open that door and nothing come through, but most more than likely you open that door and there's going to be so much evil that comes through that you can't stop it at that point. You open up the floodgates. You got to be very careful with the movies, the music, anything like that. You can open that doorway, and you just don't want to. Yeah, that's something that you open yourself up to something spiritually you're not ready for. And I just tore the cuticle off of my thumb, and I regret that now. I bet that hurts. Oh, it feels great. Uh, <laughs> however, we we can escape the appeal of these. How can we escape these, these dangers, such as what Frank has just described? Uh, Moses, the great lawgiver, provided us with a helpful uh, roadmap for avoiding the dangerous pitfalls of the paranormal. And we're going to take a look at Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 11 as our first uh, <clears throat> first verse here which is highlighted in yellow there. Uh, and we're going to kind of break it down um, section by section of this. Oh, you've got your own this time, don't got you? Got it. That's right. Uh, we're going to look at verses 9 through 11. And while Frank waits, I just wanted you to understand that um, God wants his people to be prepared uh, and to be warned um, that th- what we're going to be talking about here, may some of you may not embrace fully, as the Word of God, some of you may look at it and say, oh, I don't believe in ghost stories, and I don't believe in spiritual beings and whatnot. If you believe in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, you are essentially saying that you believe in spirits. You believe in the spiritual realm. Your soul is in the spiritual realm. If you don't believe in spirits, then you don't understand the Bible how man was created. We were created in the image of God. Excuse me. God is what? He's He's an omnipotent spirit. He's a spirit. We were spirit beings before we were ever human flesh beings. That's that's biblical. Straight up biblical. Jesus himself said, if I don't go away... The Comforter, the Holy Spirit, cannot come. Spirits are alive. It's the Holy Spirit is alive. That's He's right. alive and inside of you as a Christian. So, it says, um, when you enter in the land which the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not learn to imitate 
the detestable, repulsive practices of those nations, there shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or daughter pass through the fire as a sacrifice, one who uses divination and fortune-telling, one who practices witchcraft, or one who interprets omens or a sorcerer, or one who casts a charm or spell or a medium or a spiritualist or a necromaker whom seeks the dead. You know, and we had a little bit of audio difficulty. I just realized um, for those tuning into our Facebook Live broadcast, we apologize for that. But we are looking at Deuteronomy 18, verses 9 through 11. You know, you talked about interest in the paranormal may seem trendy at the moment. You know, we had the recent movie of Ouija, which was, you know, which is why I made that reference. Uh, But it's nothing new. God's people have been dealing with it literally for thousands of years. Indeed, one of the most, uh, one of the reasons God removed the the, uh, Canaanites from the promised land was because of their spiritual darkness. God wanted his people to be warned and prepared before they entered that promised land. Therefore, Moses identified several paranormal practices that were common. Uh, among the pagans, child sacrifice. Children were killed in order to appease a pagan god and influence events that God supposedly controlled. Uh, this was merely a cultural euphemism for child extermination, basically. Uh, <clears throat> divination, as you called it, I guess that's how we pronounce it, that is a gen- was a general term for trying to gain insights from the gods through various means, including other practices listed in that passage, and fortune-telling. While the Hebrew word used here is hard to define with certainty, it literally means those who cause to appear. Uh, it might have been referred to making apparitions appear or making a person's course of action visible through occultic practices. And finally, interpreting omens. Those who practice this sought to determine the future through the use of objects. For example, uh, a diviner may, excuse me, might have attempted to interpret the future based on how objects fell right. out of a cup. And I think right. we've seen that a lot in, you know, yes. Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, you've seen those things there, which, you know, most families and most people can understand that that's, that's fake. It's, it's a movie. It's storytelling. It's something we shouldn't take literal. But those practices were practiced thousands of years ago. Though there are some of those practices that are practiced today. Mm-hmm. Go to New Orleans. You talk about one of the most evil cities as far as that kind of goes from voodoo to black magic to sorcery to fortune telling, any of that kind of stuff. It is rampant down there. And if you go into one of those shops, depending on which one it is, and you get stupid and, you know, one of those, I don't believe in this kind of stuff and want to cause trouble, those people will curse you mm-hmm. straight up. They will, that, I mean, now whether or not it sticks, they will do that. They're very serious about it. To them, it's not fake. It's their life. It's the way they make their livelihoods, the way they make their money. And it's just not a good thing. That's the kind of thing we need to stay completely away from. You know, and, and you're absolutely right, Frank. The uh, I was trying to check our audio feed and make sure that we're going through good on Facebook. But, um, 
you know, you look at sorcery. Witches and sorcerers attempted to, manip- or to manipulate the powers of nature. Today, we often refer to those who practice black magic in a similar way. Casting spells, the Hebrew term has a sense of binding or fascinating. Uh, it meant to bl- bind a person with a curse. And consulting the dead, this is something we've seen a lot of in movies. Um, and even, like you said, in certain <clears throat> older cities where a lot of these things are still practiced. Right. Uh, Moses used several terms, a medium, spiritist, those who inquire of the dead, that each address attempting to communicate with the dead. Though uh, the distinction between these practices might seem minor, the combined list makes it pretty abundantly clear. Uh, God considers detestable any form of di- uh, divination. That's right. The occult and paranormal practices, no matter how popular, how profitable such practices may appear, we are never to intimate or imitate them ever. And, and again, that's because, like you said earlier, and like I said at the beginning, it opens us up into a right. a spiritual battle that right. we may not be prepared to fight. Right. And now, understand, we're not saying um, that uh, the. I got to be careful of the way I word this. Oh, I, let me just give you an example. When, um, when my father, my my stepfather, mm-hmm. uh, passed away, uh, my son uh, actually had him come to him, and he was dressed in his full army uniform, and spoke to him. Now whether it was a dream or it was subconscious, whatever you want to say, however you want to take that, it, it happened. And it was, very, it was very profound that it happened. Last night, uh, my, my daughter would hurt herself in cheer. And so she sat up in my chair and my wife stayed on the couch with her. I slept in the bed. Okay, I was laying there and a couple of, I was very restless. And a couple of hours went by, and I heard an audible voice. And I got a bad habit. I sleep with earplugs in. Mm-hmm. And I heard someone say, are you up? Are you awake? And I pulled my earplug out of my ear, and I said, what? Nothing. There was nothing in the room. And I got my phone, and I turned it on so I could see with the light. Nothing. My wife and my daughter was still in the living room asleep. And I heard that voice. It woke me up. I heard it. Immediately. And and that's happened several times. I've woke up like that. Immediately, I went into prayer. Because the way I look at it is, is the Holy Spirit has woke me up to pray for something. So immediately, I went through all of my friends who are suffering in sickness or has a problem going on uh, for the show, everything. I just prayed. Went right back to sleep. So, you know, uh, spirits are real. And the Holy Spirit is real. And the Holy Spirit will wake you up and get your attention. And I'm going to tell you, sometimes it's not even when you're asleep. It's it, You can be wide awake, you know, in that instance. You know, God can use those things to awaken, awaken you to to prepare you for what's about to happen or right. in that instance to to get you to pray so that way God can intervene. Not not that God needs us to pray to intervene on, on something, but He wants us to ask you know us to, to to act on our behalf basically, but uh, we're going to look at Deuteronomy eighteen uh, verses twelve through fourteen, and we're going to take a little bit of a uh, a deeper dive into this. If you're following along with us on Facebook in our Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud, right? right. Deuteronomy eighteen, 
Uh, starting with verse 12, we're going 12 through 18, did you say? No, 12 through... Uh, 12 through 14. 14. And uh, this is the amplified version, which is this is a kind of an expanded version. Um, for anyone who does these things is utterly repulsive to the Lord. And because of these detestable practices, the Lord your God is driving them out before you. You shall be blameless, complete, perfect before the Lord your God. So take and go ahead and read 14 there. For these nations which you shall dispose, uh, which disposes, listens to those who practice witchcraft and to diviners and fortune tellers. But as for you, the Lord your God has not allowed you to do so. And it's good. It's it's worth repeating again, and we're going to repeat this a lot during this study. Um, nothing good comes from dabbling in the paranormal. And let let us be clear here: anybody who's following along with us on Facebook, or if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, please comment. Especially a couple of pastors. I know I just noticed on our Facebook live feed, uh, Joe Phillips uh, joined us, who was my former pastor uh, at Sedgwick awesome. Baptist Church when I was uh, in the youth youth group there. And I'm I'm okay. good to see another another faithful person in Christ, along with my dad and several others I went to church with or are joining our podcast here. But um, it's it's very... St- let, me, let me say this. Studies have shown that at least one-third of Americans have consulted their horoscopes. I'm, 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 tell- I'm guilty in saying that I have read a horoscope, but not oh, yeah. for spiritual guidance, just because, oh, no, no, that's, that's a load of crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This has not happened, and it's just, you don't put faith into into a horoscope. You put faith in God. He's the one that's going to be leading your direction. Nearly 12% of Americans, roughly 42 million people, have personally consulted a psychic medium or fortune teller, and nearly 25% of Americans have liked to research, research ghosts and haunted houses. Now, we talked about this last week, ghost hunters. Right. <sighs> <laughs> ghost hunters, any paranormal researching... Uh, you, to say that that you know those noises or things like that don't happen, I'm not going to say that that evil spirits don't don't make their presence known. Oh no, I would not. I'd never discount that because if you believe in the Holy Spirit, you believe in spirits. Period. End of sentence. And, and at the same time, why would you want to be going and fishing for the things that seek to destroy your life and consume you and devour you, you know, to keep you from God's holiness? Why would you want to go and embrace that and try to search for that? That's what the devil does. He gets you interested in something that you go, you know, we could make millions of dollars and it'd be a great show. We'll be famous. I, I, me, me, me. It's all about me. We'll go from place to place, all these haunted houses and we'll, you know, and we'll be on TV. We'll be famous. You know, we'll be out there and we'll make a bunch of money. Well, And I have watched those shows, and I have seen the reactions of the people when something happens. And when it's real, you can see they totally freak out. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, oh, it's it. They touched me, and I mean, they're they're and and from that point on in the show, they're not the same. They're never. They want to get out of the house immediately. Wherever they're at, they want to leave. They know they can feel it inside of them. This is evil. This is wrong. And, you know, in, in a lot of cases, I'm sitting there thinking, whatever that is, it has just warned you to get out. It's trying to save you. 
It's trying to get you out because you don't know what you're up against. Yep. And the Bible's teaching is clear. You must be blameless before the Lord your God. Not only that, but everyone who does these acts is detestable to the Lord. And to be blameless, Frank, doesn't mean that we live in sinless perfection. Rather, we're blameless when we live with hearts fully committed to God, when we reflect His integrity and display an individual heart committed to Him. You see, David used the same Hebrew word in Psalm uh, 101, verse 2, when he wrote, I will live with a heart of integrity in my house. Notice there's no gray area or middle ground. Paranormal practices are absolutely in conflict with pure devotion and worship of Yahweh, the one true God and creator of all. Therefore, if you're looking into any of those activities condemned in Deuteronomy 18, we're not looking toward God. And that's where our focus has got to stay. Exactly. And now let me recommend if there is someone out there who has actually thought, you know, I've kind of wanted to be a ghost hunter. Okay, let me recommend this to you. And I'm serious. If you want to be a ghost hunter, I strongly recommend you hunt down the Holy Ghost. You find him and you will never want to look for any other ghost. You won't ever need to. (laughs) If, if only it were that simple for some, you know? <laughs> yeah. How, how long did we run from the Holy Spirit before we finally... And you know, more people are, and, and I hate to say this, but more people are drawn towards the evil side of things because it's something that they don't know. You know how to be good. A lot of people don't know, well, what, what's on that other side? What, what, you know, what could it lead me to? And they get into that trap looking for... The, a spirit or a ghost or whatever. <clears throat> and it's, it's number one, it, you know, the, the only rule that you need to live by is if it's not of God, it's not for you. That's right. You know, God's condemnation of these practices did not only apply to those in the Old Testament. The New Testament also commands followers of Jesus to avoid all interaction with the paranormal world. Stay away from every kind of evil. And that was from 1 Thessalonians 5 and 22. But have nothing to do with pointless and silly myths. Rather, train yourself in godliness. 1 Timothy 4 and 7. We're going to see in the next portion of Deuteronomy 18, there's another reason why we should stay away from the paranormal. God has given us something far superior. But before we go to that, we're going to take a quick break to thank our sponsor, Simply Stitch Designs. And of course, all of you tuning into our broadcast live on Facebook and of course, Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. We'll be back after this. Searching for a hot new outfit but tired of everyone having the same look? Simply Stitch Designs specializes in custom and personalized designs for screen printing, full-color vinyl graphics, sublimation printing, embroidery, and direct-to-garment printing. Whether it's one item or a thousand, no order is too big or too small. Come by today at 110 Northeast Front Street in Walnut Ridge, Arkansas, or call 870-897-1288 for more information. It's Simply Stitch Designs in historic downtown Walnut Ridge. Simply Stitched Designs in historic downtown Walnut Ridge. Say, don't say hysterical. He says hysterical. <laughs> oh, he said all it this time. time. Oh, see, what? I wasn't even going to say it. You're what? lucky there's nothing in that. <laughs> <laughs> Simply Stitched Designs. Great, great people. Uh, good Christian folks. And I promise you, they will treat you uh, better than you've ever been treated by. Uh, anybody else that does that kind of work. And no job is too small. If you need just one T-shirt, 
they're willing. I have a problem. So I put you've got a lot I, of problems. I put a, I got to take my headphones off for a second because I <clears throat> I put hair gel in after I got out of the shower before our show, and I know we're in the middle of a study here, but I, I have a divot <laughs> in my hair where this hair gel has stuck to my head because of these headphones. Why Frank, you, that's awful. Why Why would you put hair gel in? You I wasn't have no thinking. Hair. This is like horrible. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? It, Look it at that. looks like Tiger Woods like, just took a big <laughs> What <laughs> for? <laughs> what's bad is I'm supposed to go to Jones Ride for the show. Uh, go in and take a towel. and. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do yeah. that. It's like awful. Absolutely that's horrible. <laughs> I'm glad that we could share a laugh with you folks. Uh, but again, our... Our sponsor simply stitch Stitch designs. designs. Got this guy. Oh yeah, Lord with the divot in his head. Oh goodness. <laughs> Deuteronomy 18 and 15 through 18, Frank. Good night. Oh, 15 through 18. Yeah, see? Yeah, let me back up here. So you were All showing right. out and done forgot. All right. Deuteronomy 18. 15 through 19, right? 18. 18. Mm-hmm. The Lord your God will raise you up for your for you, a prophet like me, Moses, from among you, from your countrymen, brothers, brethren, you shall listen to him. This is according to all that you ask the Lord your God at Oreb, Mount Sinai, on the day of the assembly, saying, Let me not hear the voice of the Lord my God again, nor see this great fire any more so that I will not die. The Lord said to me, they have spoken well. I will raise up a prophet from among their countrymen like you, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I commanded. You know, and at first glance, it might appear as if Moses abruptly changed subjects in verse 15, and actually he was right on message. The pagans were using paranormal practices to seek divine guidance, determine the future, or manipulate events in their favor. Moses was pointing to something better for God's people. In the place of pagan paranormal activity, Moses promised that God would raise up a new order of prophets who would reveal God's words to his people. Uh, he was speaking more of just uh, than just Deborah, Samuel, Elijah, Isaiah, Jeremiah, and the other prophets of the Old Testament. Moses was also pointing forward to the coming Redeemer, the Messiah. Jesus Christ. When Peter and Stephen preached to their fellow Jews about Jesus, they both used the same passage to point to Jesus as the supreme prophet. If you want somebody to guide you, if you want somebody to direct your path, don't look at the don't look at the the paranormal activities such as what the pagans uh, that that Moses was talking about. Seek guidance from Christ. You know, you have to seek it, it, nothing gets to the Father but through Christ anyways. So right. you've got to go through Christ. You've got to ask Christ to act on your behalf to the Father. You know, Christ, we pray that you would, you know, guide me onto the path I need to go. Reveal to me what my purpose is. Reveal to me if this is the right decision so that Christ can act on your behalf. And, and that's, you know, to 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 make it sound a little bit better than than that. You, you take the pagans. They're blindly just asking random spirits, ra- random things right. to, to guide them in, in, on a lost cause and a lost purpose. But here Moses is talking about well before Christ's appearance that you have to look towards God. And a lot of, back then, a lot of those, a lot of people, a lot of countries, um, they did not depend on 
God. They had their own gods, um, you know, Greek mythology and the Roman gods, and um, the Egyptians had their own gods and, and their own ways. And, and, you know, even the Egyptians, uh, to, to ensure that their royalty, the, uh, the kings, you know, like King Tut, in, to ensure that their bloodline was pure, they, they were incestual. King Tut's uh, wife was, was like his sister or possibly even his stepmother. But because of that, when they looked, when they, when they got to his tomb and, and discovered his tomb and everything and looking at him and x-raying him doing the CTs, he was a very deformed person. He wasn't killed in a chair. Uh, a, uh, uh, they, they said he was killed in a, uh, a, the, the race. and, and chariot a, race. A chariot or? race and all this kind of, No, he probably couldn't even race a chariot. He had a very deformed foot, a club foot. Uh, his, his face, would, he had a severe overbite. Um, he had a bad arm. I mean, he was, he was jacked up and died at an early age because of that. But they depended on their gods and, uh, and evil practices and sacrifices. And that bled over all the way into, if you go into uh, South America and Mexico and, and uh, Central well, the America. Aztecs the Aztecs and the Aztecs. I mean, the Incas, yeah. they were all very much so into the, the, the sun and the moon as their gods <clears> and things like that. Things that they just didn't know. So, you know, evil spirits and, and this type of thing happened in, in all places. But remember, when Moses led the people out of Egypt and went up to get the Ten Commandments, when he came back, what did he find? <laughs> they built a golden ox. They, was it, a, it was a golden, you know, it was a golden uh, cow or a golden, it was a golden idol is what it was. Yeah. They created their own God. He's gone what? Uh, half hour? <laughs> I mean, it's like the man went to take a bath and he comes back and all of a sudden we forgot all about you leading us out of Egypt and providing for us and the manna that came down from above and the, the you know, the sea splitting and us and uh, we'll just make a golden calf and worship it. Really? And then you, you can't wonder why God said, don't do this kind of thing. Every time they did that, the, the, the Israelites were cursed for mm -hmm. thousands of years, not just, not just for a couple days. It was years and years and years that it, it hurt them. Yeah, because, I mean, you, you're talking about a... Here's the thing. God spoke clearly through the prophets, and Moses, for example. He spoke clearly to Moses. Moses was the messenger for God at that right. moment. You know, before Christ, Moses was the messenger of God whenever he went to Mount Sinai to retrieve the, the Ten Commandments that God had etched into those tablets. And uh, he spoke clearly, but one prophet gave the ultimate word from God because he is the ultimate word of God. As the author of Hebrews wrote, long ago God spoke to the fathers by the prophets at different times and in different ways. In these last days he has spoken to us by his Son, God has appointed him heir of all things and made the universe through him, Hebrews 1, verses 1 through 2. Uh, you know, the one thing that <clears throat> that I've noticed is that, you know, counselors on a daily basis deal with individuals who are struggling, who are going through things that they don't quite understand, and a lot of those people turn to the paranormal world for help and won't find the answers and don't find the answers they seek. In fact, they find the opposite, depression, abuse, and even suicide. Jesus is a much better answer to our spiritual questions, and he offers a far greater hope. 
And that's that's the ultimate message. You know, quit trying to find your answers and things that are going to open yourself up to even more right. pain and suffering, depression, oppression, the suppression of 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 you know the love that God really has for you because you want to seek guidance elsewhere. Well, God's not working fast enough for me. How many times have you have you heard that, or have right. you seen somebody's actions say that? You know, there's times that I've been impatient, and I've there's experiences I've been through, and you've been through that has made us understand that you have to be patient. And we push the envelope. We push. You know, it's funny. Um, I have seen and and actually heard in the interviews a lot of stars, uh, whether it's in music or in in the movies and te- television, they say things like you know, they sold their soul to become famous. Um, and a lot of them have. And here's, here's the difference. They're doing that and they're not following God. Now, not, I'm not saying all of them, but those that do that, or they're not following God at all. And they're rich. They have money you can't fathom. And they've got mansions, and they got cars, and they usually die very young. They're destroyed very quickly. Whereas those who serve God get what God tells you he's going to give you, which is life and life more abundantly. Mm-hmm. You will live a long life, healthy and a long spiritual, well, not so much long spiritual. You will have more spiritual blessings than you may You'll physical have, and materialistic but, blessings. But you, and, but you do also get those material blessings. I'm not saying to discount that. Yeah, no, I'm but, saying yeah. because God, God's going to... Look, here's what you got to understand. I, got, I know a lot of people out there going to say, oh, don't be talking about that prosperity stuff. Check this out. What does the preacher ask you to give every Sunday? What your heart feel, what you feel can... Money. Yeah, well... The bottom dollar, that, that, that bottom line is they ask you for money, an offering, tithe, right? Mm-hmm. It's biblical. It's biblical. We should. We sh- and we should give more than what we usually give. If you don't have it, how can you give it? How can you give it? How can you be a blessing to anybody? How can you help anybody if you don't have it to give? That's why God gives it to you. Now, some of us get ignorant and turn away from it, and you can lose it just as quick as you get it. But those who give, I promise you, you go out and find someone who will tell you, I've been a giver all my life. I have given and given and given, and they'll have more than you can imagine. Yeah. Because God, you can't outgive God. You cannot outgive God. Which is why it's important that instead of turning to these paranormal activities to try to find blessings or to try to find a, a better way through life, turn, turn to, to God. God. Exactly. Amen. You know, let go and let God. You know, I mentioned that a couple of episodes back. Let go and let God. Let go and let God direct you. Let go and let God bless you. Let go and let God love you the way that you were meant to be loved. God is your father, right? That's right. Would your father ever let you go hungry? No. Would he ever let you go without a roof over your head? No. Would he ever let you go without having clothing? Nope. Why wouldn't you trust God, your heavenly Father, who can give you more than you could ever imagine in that respect? Yeah. You know, so here's our Live It Out challenge this week for you before we take our last commercial break. What steps can you take this week to shine the light of Jesus against the darkness of the paranormal? Consider these suggestions. Be educated. 
Knowledge is power, not just in the sense of everyday life, but biblical knowledge yes. is power. And it's you got to be careful with that power, but it's power that can educate you to make the right decisions. Yes. You will only know God's guidance as you immerse yourself in His Word. Commit to reading the Bible on a daily basis mm. and develop the practice of studying its truth, whether it's setting your a reminder on your phone. I've got a, an app here called the Bible app through Version. You can download the Bible app in, in any way that you want to. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> I done messed it up. But anyways, it's the glare on the screen. Yeah. But you can download this on your smartphone, your tablet, whatever. Download it. Get the Word of God in your hands somehow. Every night, 10 o'clock before I go to bed, I get the verse of the day. Every yep. night. And I read Verse it. of the day, and, this one was uh, is, uh, uh, the Lord will fight for you while you only need to keep silent and remain calm. Let go and How let go. How many of you needed to hear that today? <laughs> That's true. Come on. I mean, and that, that fits perfectly to this. And be discerning. Make discernment a regular part of your prayer life. Ask God to guide your thoughts and actions away from evil. 1 Thessalonians 5, 21 through 22 says, But test all things. Hold on to what is good. Stay away from every kind of evil. That should be your ultimate goal, to follow Christ to stay away from things that are evil, whether Absolutely. it's Satan, whether it's his demons, whether it's the paranormal, whatever. Be the light. Let God be the light under your feet. Let right. Him guide your path. Be blameless. Seek to demonstrate a blameless heart, fully devoted to the Lord by removing from your presence anything that promotes and encourages the use of paranormal practices. Make a line in the sand, and not the ones the politicians talk about. <laughs> Make a line in the sand and say, you know what? You're not crossing this line. Satan, you will not tempt me. You will not come into my life. You will not wreck my life. You will not cross that line. Yep. I bind you in Christ's name. And that's what we have to do every day, whether it's out in the open, whether it's it's to ourselves. We all you know, have our own ways of, of asking of God for things that we need. But people in our culture are fascinated with the paranormal because they are longing for God. Choose the path of light over darkness, not only for yourself, but those who need to see that or who need to see Christ. Frank, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about our next week's episode, and I've got a special announcement coming up, so you don't even know what's going on. Well, you kind of have an idea. You kill me. We'll be back right after this. <laughs> Searching for a hot new outfit but tired of everyone having the same look? Simply Stitch Design specializes in custom and personalized designs for screen printing, full-color vinyl graphics, sublimation printing, embroidery, and direct-to-garment printing. Whether it's one item or a thousand, no order is too big or too small. Come by today at 110 Northeast Front Street in Walnut Ridge, Arkansas, or call 870-897-1288 for more information. It's Simply Stitch Designs in historic downtown Walnut Ridge. <laughs> I was hoping to cue that back so y'all could see what this fool was doing. Simply Stitch Designs right here in historical downtown. Walnut Ridge. That's right. Simply Stitch Designs, whether you need something uh, as, such as a coffee mug etched with your company logo, <laughs> or whether you need a, a new polo shirt or some screen printed t-shirts, Simply Stitch Designs. If you don't play polo, they got golf shirts. I mean, you know. That's true. Or if you need a psychiatric uh, shirt yeah, out there. Yeah, you need a psychologist shirt. <laughs> <laughs> They've got everything you need for vinyl and, of course, screen printing and embroidery. You can go to Simply Stitch Designs of Historic Downtown Walnut Ridge. A proud sponsor. I wonder if they got water the polo shirts. You I played to, water polo. I would if you weren't already sitting down. I'd tell you to sit down somewhere. I'm serious. I played water polo. Oh, wasn't very dear. good. My horse kept drowning. But <laughs> I played. Are you serious right now? <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. 
Oh gosh, <laughs> I'm just I'm done. I'm done, y'all. God bless you. Have a great night. No, we've got to to cover next week's uh, next week's episode. We're going to be talking about fear not. Uh, we're going to be talking or reading in the first. Uh, first Double John knots. chapter four verses one through three. If you want to get an early study up on that, but uh, fear not. Uh, we're going to probably include a sound clip there. Um, the only thing to fear is fear itself. You well, remember which president said that? Uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. probably right. I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that that's that that is actually a good a good episode for us because. Right now, this time of year, uh, there is a lot of depression going around, but at the same time, there's a lot of fear in people's lives. There is, and this is a really trying time between, you know, we've got North Korea and the situation there with them and their nuclear program. There was breaking news this afternoon that uh, Russian uh, Russian military forces have deployed uh, Russian Marines to the border of North Korea after President Trump announced that we would be obliterating North Korea for the continued provocation through this nuclear testing. Of course, the Chinese government has already amassed around 150,000 Chinese soldiers on the North Korean border. I'm hoping that for not only just us, but I think for, they should get them right in one area so we can take them out all at one time. But That's it, a dumb it, thing we to are, do. Uh, I know, but and the one thing that, that I really hope out of this situation, I hope that diplomacy will prevail because there's so many lives that are at stake it here. Will. And, you know, I, I'm, my constant prayer is not because I don't want to... I'm going to tell you, if, if the Korean peninsula erupts in war, it's going to be a global conflict again. And this is... It is a powder keg that just one spark is all it's going to take, and that whole area is going to blow up. And Although China has already said, if North Korea strikes first, they'll take their hands off of it. Yep. They won't be in on it. They don't want Trump to act first, and he should not. Right. They can test all they want. Let them test until they're blue in the face. If they launch one that is armed, we will know, and it's not going to reach us. It'll be shot down before it ever gets over to us. And that's the prayer and the hope is that if it comes to that, you know, and that's the thing, when you're talking about a society that doesn't know God, that doesn't know Christ, or doesn't even allow the message of Christ to be proclaimed through the land— you know, these people are, are I'm going to tell you, it reminds me, talking to some of our World War II veterans that I have through through Arkansas Valor, a lot of these veterans say that, you know, through the bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki in the 40, late 40s, was because the Japanese people were so fanaticized because at right. that time they believed right. that, that the emperor was God, that, his, that he was right. half God, half man. They believed everything he said out of his mouth. And again, these were different times. That's not a reflection of, of the Japanese people today, but... Then that's what they believe, and right. it took that in order to end the war, so that no more lives were lost that were than were necessary. Well, did you see and where that North Korean sergeant defective defected? And they shot at him across the and, border, and they and they they hit him. Mm-hmm. Okay, but he's he's okay now from that. But did you see all the diseases that he had? Hepatitis B. He had uh, parasitic worms. He was septic. He had uh, a venereal disease. He had. Um, Several other bad things wrong with him on top of malnutrition. Now, this is a sergeant in their military. Mm -hmm. So you know how bad civilians are suffering when the government's not even taking care of their own fighting men. Now, you think about that. 
And I think the main concern, you know, more so than than the North Korea having the ability to launch, and this we don't mean to get political or into a news conference, conversation here, but it it is it is mindful to to acknowledge events going on around the world. Right. But you take and look at the instability of that regime that's going on, and and the lack of godliness that's there. It, what I think is more concerning to the Trump administration and the U.S. government is that what happens if that regime collapses and you have these nuclear weapons that are just up in the air. And yeah, because China will take it over. Well, and that's fine. At least we know China can. We know them. They don't want Russia to take it over. Either way, at and least we would know that both nuclear powers, right. you know, are going to at least There's make sure nobody else gets it. Yeah. Right. And that's that's why if you think about what they've said, they've they've put 150,000 on the north border of Korea. Mhm. Okay. With them there, if they start anything stupid, North Korea does, they just step over into China. They're done. They're not in it. They're safe. If the North Koreans try to get out into China, they stop them. They don't want them in their country. It's not, it's not to fight us. They're so far away from South Korea at that point, it would take several days for them to get down there, that many people. This is a preemptive strike to make sure that this guy does not get out, nor does anybody else, and that their people are safe. Yeah. Because they and, know it's going to happen. And here's the reason why we bring this up. All of these volatile things going on around the world, it is at so Christmas important. Time. At Christmas time, it is so important that we as Christians continue to depend on God's guidance <laughs> and to yep. pray. I don't care if you if you agree with the Trump administration, if you were a Trump supporter, if you were a Hillary supporter, it is your duty to pray for your fellow man, to ask that God guide them in the right direction. It doesn't matter if you like them or not, love them or hate them. God commands us all to love our neighbors right. and to treat each other as we would want to be treated. And you know, and I'm, remember we've got we've got military people over in Korea. And yeah, also 30, remember, remember the North Koreans it's not their fault. They can't do anything about this. These people are prisoners in their own country, and they don't deserve this kind of treatment. Well, as we close out here, we want to thank all of you for joining us on our live page broadcast here on Facebook and, of course, through Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. And What's your big announcement? Uh, big announcement is I'll be moving soon. Uh, not moving towns, but moving locations. So the backgrounds you see behind you may be different next time we do our show. Uh, by the end of December, I should be moved from this current domicile to my new home, uh, which is a home and not an apartment, which is, you know, I, I've been blessed to, to have what I have and to be where I'm at in a quiet neighborhood. But uh, it came out of nowhere. I was sit I'm was i a part of a nonprofit board organization and was sitting there talking to one of the fellow board members. And he said, you don't know anybody that wants to rent a house, do you? And I turned and I looked and something told me to ask him. What kind of house? Well, it's four bedroom, two bath. Hmm, where at? Told me where it was at. Oh, that's a good part of town. Well, what's it look like? You know, I'm just kind of kind of throwing out some hints here. And he said, well, you want to go look at it? I might be interested. Let's go take a look at it. Went and looked at it, and it is phenomenal, And which, of course, I'll show you after the show's over. But uh, mm. so, so blessed and so happy. This came out of nowhere. Uh, apparently, God's preparing something. And he's trying to get me prepared for something. I know what it is. <laughs> and I'm I'm happy for it. I'm ecstatic. <laughs> uh, I, all I'm saying Except is, except with that, that divot in your head, you gotta do something about that. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> oh gosh, it's horrible. But anyways, we we I, I'm so blessed, and I, I know that each of you um, out there are blessed as well. Things like this will happen if you have patience and trust in God's guiding yep. hand. Frank, if you'll end us in prayer, we're gonna say thank you. And uh, well, I'll dismiss us in prayer, but I don't want to end us. 
Yeah, that too. <laughs> that divot's gotten to you. <laughs> oh, it's, it's sunk in. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time that we've had to fellowship and read your word and study, Father, to gain knowledge, uh, to be able to help and present that uh, to those who may have questions and, and need to hear this. Father, I ask that you would bless each and every one that's listening and will listen to this broadcast. Father, I ask that you bless Terrence and his family. Just give us a great evening and the rest of this week. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Folks, thanks for tuning in to Faith in the Evening here live on Facebook. And of course, Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud on behalf of Frank, myself, all of us at Faith in the Evening, even though it's just two of us. God bless you and have a great week. Say bye, Frank. Bye, Frank. (laughs) Killing me. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.